on this nigga had trouble. What you had trouble with? Stick out your mouth. Get the dick out your mouth. Live. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Cocktail Social. This is your host, Blue Waters, a.k.a. Miss Kitty in the City, a.k.a. The Cat Couture. And I'm joined with a socialite. Mr. Nate, how are you, sir? I am great. How are you? I am wonderful. <laughs> did you say man? I did or say man. man. I said did man. Say... <laughs> we were having some technical difficulties if you were joining in, but we are live. We are here. I have my cocktail. I hope you have yours. We are being joined by Mr. Gilmore. Hello, Mr. Gilmore. How are you? Are you there? He's frozen in time. He's in time. Oh, my goodness. He's caught in a vortex. That happens. So what's been going on, Mr. Uh, uh, Mr. Nate? Tell I me am good. getting reacquainted to being around people slightly, mm -hmm. like this much. I'm in rehearsal for a real nigga show. I hope y'all got y'all tickets. It is going to be a live stay your ass at home, get drunk, and watch some niggas act a fool on uh, the live stream. Um, mm -hmm. Tickets are only $18. Please get y'all tickets. Please share this. If you're, not, uh, if you're not inclined to be culturally enhanced, tell a nigga that is. Because... Uh, <laughs> This is going to be interesting. Hold on, say that again. You said, "Tell who that is." Tell, tell somebody uh, no, a nigga no, no, that's no. culturally enhanced. <laughs> I that, want you to repeat what you said. I like that you said. First of all, the title is going to kick, kick. I'm coming because of the title alone. So a real I, and nigga I want, show. I, yeah, a real I'm nigga show. This is, this is the seventeenth year. All the mm. real nigga show since they first started doing. These young men have grown up. We have a mm. couple members that have not been here for the whole 17 years, but we have three members that, four members that have been here for the duration of 17 years. Mm -hmm. um, and a couple members that have been here for the last couple years. Um, and this show is going to be awesome. There's some local filmmakers that are, that have created some shorts based on the scripts and based on their the production. Mm -hmm. uh, the direction of Troy Burton. So you'll see some short films within this one. Mm -hmm. There's it's live theater, the same way we watch uh, The Wiz and all those uh, CBS productions. It's going to be similar to that. Um, it's going to be some movement, some music, some acting, some poetry. Um, please come out. Like We are trying to push this and kind of set precedent here. Uh, in a theater world here in Baltimore and, and not let this uh, coronavirus shut us down. So many people have taken them PPP loans and, and shut them damn doors and ain't opened them back up to probably next, uh, next season. Mm -hmm. But Troy has been um, really pushing us to create in a different space with a different level of quality, not just... Um, there's nothing wrong with the home theaters that we've been seeing, but we need to step it up and really uh, do some quality work. And uh, it's, it's not the same show that you've probably seen already. There are a lot of elements that they've kept, but the film is definitely going to add. If you've been seeing uh, me post a lot, I'm helping with the marketing. 
Mm-hmm. You see some clips, and some of those clips are taken from the short films that we'll see. Um, and it is a two is a, it'll be about two hours the whole production. Mm-hmm. But um, these niggas working hard. And let me tell you, I, first of all, I knew they were working hard when I saw that they were actually um, doing choreography. I said, yeah. "Hold on, hold on, they got so y'all in there dancing." So the late, the late, awesome. Lori Goodman, the great mm-hmm. Lori Goodman, has always been a choreographer for it, so it's always been movement. But Tracy Jiggins is is picking up where um, the mantle from Lori Goodman and and taking it to another level. And they got these old niggas moving. These ain't no Lord twenty something niggas no more. These are thirty, almost forty some year old men that you see on the stage now. So. Now the front- you're right because when I saw the when I saw some of the the movements, I wanted to know where was the Ben Gay, and did y'all have some absorbing Junior in there? Cause oh, I seen y'all hopping around like y'all was y'all was showing up, showing up. When I tell you, when I tell you, these niggas is is in pain, and Tracy <laughs> ain't no Tracy ain't no slouch oh, when no. it comes to uh, choreographer. Choreographer, oh, no. she will work you. And we got a big guy, Josh is in there. Easy old ass is aching and painting. <laughs> Brandon, the only one that's faking it right now is uh, uh, Mr. Um, Terry. Uh, he, he the only one faking it. He's like the little youngster, little slim dude. So he's faking it right now. And Robin, Robin hasn't come over yet, but uh, they're getting it. And if, okay. if nothing else, they're going to be in shape. And the next, uh, actually, the show goes up on the 29th. Mm-hmm. So we're less than a month away now. When y'all were jumping, when I saw them up in the air, and I saw, I was watching. I was the one. I was the one taking those pictures. That's uh, all. That's yeah. all. Did you have? Did you have? Was there any life alerts in the room? Because I know that. Well, after after this first week of rehearsals, we have realized we're going to need them uh, <laughs> to be on on board. Um, and we're we're socially distanced because some niggas breathing all the shit. <laughs> they will kill me if they do the fucking show. <laughs> well, that is. I would like anybody that is tuning into this show grab your tickets to a real nigga show that is airing on August the 29th. Am I correct? Yes. Um, online. Grab your tickets. It's eighteen dollars. Where can they get the tickets? Then go to Eventbrite. Just look up a real nigga show. Get mm-hmm. your tickets or you can go to any of our we got a Facebook page, a real nigga show. You can get your tickets right through there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's gonna be worth it. You can have a watch party if you want to, socially distancing, of course, mm-hmm. but watch with your friends and we're gonna be live tweeting. So come on, share it, get it, oh. get it, get it going, get it going. <laughs> well, I I'll am looking forward to niggas out. This will be my first time actually attending. A real nigga show. Now I'm now when I say it like that, I have to read. I think about the fact that I've I've attended some real nigga shows, but the actual the I'll actual, actual show, real nigga show. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. I guess you're popping my a real nigga show cherry, and that you know mm-hmm. that is, and you know that's not an easy feat. <laughs> Oh yeah, you gotta have a strong back for that. You gotta have a strong back for it. Well, these this these three five strong backs that's gonna get you. So how many is it? Five of them. Five oh, of them. 
Oh, I have to I have to pull out the, the good lingerie. Y'all know most of them. Robert Hardy, Robert Lee Hardy. He's flying mm -hmm. in soon and he'll be joining the cast. Uh Easy Jackson, Joshua Dixon, uh David Carey, mm. uh, and Brandon Tate. Mm. Um, real staples. Brandon has been on a wire. He does a lot of film work. Uh David is a visual artist uh uh performing. Um, you know, everybody know Easy the rapper slash mm -hmm. politician now and shit, Mr. Activist. And Joshua, the comedian, and Robert, the big voice, big actor man. Mm -hmm. So it's a great ensemble. These guys have worked together for years, and we've watched them grow as the show has, has steadily come back. Um, oh. And we're trying to pack out the house or your house or their house or wherever you are watching it. So uh -uh. get that well, shit together. Oh, so then that mean I gotta pick. I gotta pack in the good lingerie, the good lingerie. Yeah, get sexy for them. Light your candles, get your drink, order your uh, order your grub hug. Okay, okay, all right. Looking forward to it. Well, there's an a, that's one event that's going on. There is another event that's going on, Mr. Gilmore. I need you to tell us about the the event that's going on on the twenty fourth. I'm going out, but I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Is it there? Hello? Hello? Can you hear me? I can't hear you. You're okay. <laughs> Is it me? No, it hey. <laughs> no it was, it's been a little I weird. You now. All right, cool. <laughs> um, nah, um, we have on the tw August 22nd. Mm -hmm. We have the Rock Opera Part Two, yeah. where we'll be tackling um, black people on Broadway, and basically, right now there's a really big movement on Broadway and in okay, okay. theater in general. That uh, hello, mm -hmm. oh, that is basically tackling racism and uh, prejudicial treatment, and we will be tackling that in this next uh, series. Uh, our music. All of the information, everything will kind of be to go against um, basically white supremacy on Broadway. Mm. So, uh, that that is the move. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about it. Um, we actually have opportunity for August 25th as well, but mm -hmm. I am not going to announce that yet. That's a pretty big one. Um, so hopefully, once everything comes through, uh, we'll be you know able to announce that next week um but yeah you know we of course are standing in full support of a real nigga show it was uh they wanted to move the show to the same date as that show but we definitely had to make sure that we did not conflict with any of our brothers and sisters in this theater world artistic world struggle we want to support each and every one of us wholly Absolutely. um also today was released was my op-ed was released for the Baltimore Sun mm -hmm. on the erasure of black people in um, rock and roll. Mm -hmm. So that was released today. Congratulations. Um, Thank you for adding your input and your insight. You're doing big things, Mr. Gilmore. So let me let you know something. I already put my dibs in. When you blow up, I don't want you to act like you don't know me. When you see a bitch <laughs> on the corner talking about pull over, give me an order, don't act like you don't know me, okay? That's all I'm saying. Who the hell you talking about? You know you're going to be right there with me, so stop playing. <laughs> so get That's your good drawers on and move on. We all going on this ride together. 
that is wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. There's so much wonderful things going on in Baltimore. If you're tuning in, this is the Cocktail Social. I'm your host, Blue Waters. These are my socialites, Mr. Gilmore and Miss K. Miss K. Hi. Tell me something good. Everything is good. I don't know. I'm just in a kind of a grateful space this week. I don't have too much going on working. Is your um, quarantining right? That's what I need to I check in. How's everybody quarantined? We've been quarantining for a long time. So has the quarantine really weighed in on your spirits? Look, no. three people I know just got uh, COVID. Three more from last week. Mm-hmm. All of them are in their late 20s. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, yeah, I'm doing my part to stay the fuck out the way so I can keep doing amazing work. So, I, you know. These lungs ain't made for these COVID streets. So, (laughs) (laughs) so, yeah. I would like anyone that, so I don't know where Miss Mizell is, but if you're listening, Miss Mizell, we miss you. We also, I don't know about Mr. Cable, but Mr. Cable, if you are here, uh, if you are able to hear us at this point. You know, Brandy album came out today. Cable is gone. Oh, yeah. He's He's having a party right now. So for I actually heard the album. I actually heard the album. I will say I have I do like the album. Um, but I've never I've always been a Brandy fan. I'm just not on the level of everyone else with Brandy. I believe that she was, but I grew up with a different era of music. Mm-hmm. So in mm-hmm. comparison, I think in terms of her generation of artists, I think she's a really I I, I say that her music has always been for me very very good you know that was her, beautifully um, production, her um her her ability to her vocal vocalization how she articulates a song her mm-hmm. way of delivering the song her Don't story i love how lead. she she really is you know now i think she's wonderful um for her generation but i grew up with singers you know i grew up with old school belters you know i'm i mean powerhouses Whitney yeah. Houston before then you know uh the so it's a different thing for me I wouldn't I hear they call her the vocal bible and everything like that but I've heard so she's many a, people vocal family <laughs> <a> vocal. <laughs> 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 yeah, see I'm just drinking. well all right I'm give you a pamphlet right. I ain't gonna say she no damn scriptures man <laughs> <laughs> But you know, for this era of no singing church, cold running singers, I think that she probably is someone that means a lot to them. I'm just not from that mob, um, and I'm I can never get into it. <laughs> and as you know, those are the I will say those are the children of the Karen Clark Sheds, and you know they oh, have the vocal, the vocal don't what are they the vocal acrobats? Karen can sing. What are they, the, Terrible. That is well. Go down with the Kimberrells, those with the least of the voices that do the most with the runs. Oh. A pack of cigarettes and some brown liquor due to your vocal cords. I like Kim's voice. Ooh, is there some shade in the building? I like her. Uh, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of Kimberrell. I, I literally like to hear a note every now and again and not sound like you in a freezer. <laughs> the chili runs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if I can hear one note, then I'm like, oh, okay, well, that was good. 
Like I, I like Kimber Rowe. I, I like her little jazziness. I don't like her politics. I don't like her vocals. I'm good. Well, I'm not, the politics? I don't, I don't really. I, I feel I, like she is one of the most nice, nasty Christians I've ever seen. She says some of the most hateful shit. And then she's mean to other singers. I, I ain't got time. But you know what? I think what I, I, me, I believe that a lot of them are covertly mean. I think a lot really? of them, I do. Christian? Oh, yeah, I believe that. that. Church people? I believe uh, that, too. <laughs> I believe a lot of, no, I just believe a lot of the singers that I'm hearing, I believe a lot of the singers come with egos. And I don't know if that's a... Sure, a you have to. Oh, wow. You know you know why you have to have an ego? Because it's constantly being shot at. Like, you are constantly being put down and told why you're not good enough, and then to sell yourself so you can get the job, you got to find something to push. So I get where the ego comes from. But I think if you have talent and you're actually able to do what it is that you profess you're capable of doing, then you really don't need an ego because your work work speaks for itself. Mm -hmm. I think of all of those artists that you kind of, you know, I I don't think, honestly, even with the title, I don't think even Aretha Franklin needed the title Queen of Soul because whenever she sung, she delivered soul. You get what I meant? So whenever she... Mm -hmm. If it wasn't her voice, it was her playing. Whatever she in, she infused herself into her music so much that you had to walk away with respect. And I think that when you're an artist, a true artist, that you you should be able to command that without having to down anyone else. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just still I'm not a fan of the Kimber Rowe. Oh, I mean, I get it. I mean, I, I absolutely I'm not. Like, she me. one of them singers where it's like, oh, I know you can sing. But then when she get up and and then she'll do something weird, like when at Whitney's funeral, when she sung a change is going to come, but she changed it for the words to Whitney. Like, she was born in Newark, New Jersey. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just never really could get into her. I, I never do believe this. I sometimes think that artists do a toot. Instead of doing what they're called to do, they do a lot more than they need to. Mm. Like, I don't know. I met the lady. I think that was my... I think if I had never met her, then I'd have been cool. <laughs> Maybe. You know what? I think as as we sit here, it's not her singing at all. It's it's. I met her, and she was just so mean and so hateful. Really? To everybody. Ooh. She's having a really bad day. But you know, a lot of them had a bad I'm decade. Trying, I'm, I'm trying. Look, I'm here's trying. my thing: if if you call the the guy who's the music director because he wasn't quite the choir master and he wasn't quite the musician, but he was there to help ensure that vocals and everything with the choir ran correctly, mm-hmm. and you called him a how did she put it? Oh, I mean, I will say she hooked this, this thing up. bad. Hold on. But he was one of them. She called him a, a tambourine thumping something something bag, and that he need to go sit out the damn way. <laughs> it just you you lost me. You lost me, and she's kind of shown that behavior constantly, Ooh. and. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I just, it, it just, it just, I don't think I've ever been able to get past that moment of how she treated the choir, how she treated everyone except the pastor because she knew that was who was releasing them funds. But, uh, <laughs> mm. ooh, that is hateful. 
Well, I have yet to meet her, and I hope that when if I if I should ever meet her, that she presents herself differently. But um, I've heard, I've I've definitely seen her go in on some people. So I mean, now I wouldn't even say some people. I've just, but then in the rest, of, she was kind of the Simon Cowell of the what is it Sunday's best? But you know what? Because of her, the way that she was on Sunday's best, I stopped watching the show because of. Really? I stopped, I stopped watching the show because just some of the nest, I felt like some of the things that were said about these young aspiring contestants was so unnecessary. You know what I mean? Like it was to me, it was the kind of thing where if they watch it back, it's going to ruin whatever positive experience they had, even though they didn't get on the show, whatever they said. You you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, I I absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, so it made me stop watching. Wow. She Kelly Price herself. Like how Kelly Price kind of ruined it for herself doing R&B Divas. Well, R&B Divas, yep. Same thing. I, think, I can't, I can't and, see her any other way. But, you know, because I didn't watch R&B Divas, I still fuck with Kelly Price. But I yeah, get why people who watched it, it they was, watched it, they were like, oh, no, you just, I can't do it no more. Yeah. I'm, I'm good on Kelly Price after watching that. And, and I, I think I, that's one singing dog. Hey, good girl from Zion. She can sing her thoak out. <laughs> and she was horrible on the show. I'm booked and busy. Oh, okay. Wow. I know that's right. <laughs> but, the but we'll talk the later because I got to find out. Well, who was that? Jesus, damn. <laughs> <laughs> you broke ass. <laughs> she was that bad on um, R&B Divas. Say it again. She was that bad on R&B Divas. Yeah, and you know, you might be able to blame it on editing, but it's just like the whole storyline was just her trying to put together a thing and just being nasty the whole way through. Like, it's so many one-liners out of that. <laughs> like, she came to a rehearsal and pulled Vaseline and Tim's out her bag. Who does that? Damn. Yeah, that's a real nigga show. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, man, that's a real nigga show for y'all. <laughs> when you I say she brought Tim's and Vaseline, yes. I'm clutching my pearls. I'm trying to tell you, baby, they got so much footage of this lady being <laughs> the best of the worst. <laughs> mm. well, she came to give a real New York beat, damn, god damn. damn. I, but see, and the thing is that I look at her and I don't see her like that. But it's not to say that, you know, she doesn't have that capability because um, as I might, you know, I'm a big fan of Erica Badu and I can see her doing no wrong. But these people are actual people. And so yeah, when yeah. when they are in their own spaces doing their own thing, especially when they're doing these live shows, I think that's the disadvantage of doing those real shows is that at some point they're going to catch you as you are mm -hmm. and the cameras are rolling. So we, you know, and that's why I would never think it's a sabotage to anyone's career that does any of those real shows, it, real world, real lives, real, anything, the real housewives, real porch monkeys, <laughs> whatever you want to have. Yeah. I'm sorry. I said that, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, Blue, would you do a reality show? N no. 
Uh, And the only reason why is because I know that, first of all, people do things because the camera's there, just like when people pop mm -hmm. off their mouth and they think that, okay, because I have an audience, I'm protected. And Mm -hmm. I know that there's a side of me, I'm a work in progress. I am not where I, and that's why I never tell what I do, because I'm a work in progress and everything. And I don't want people to sit back and put this standard on me that mm-hmm. is not is unrealistic i'm a human i'm mm-hmm. a person and some days i feel like fucking somebody up you know mm-hmm. and that's just what it is and so i wouldn't want to be on a reality show and i have to someone see me in that light you get what mm-hmm. i mean even with this i i i'm myself here because i want people to know that this is who i am 24 7 365 days of the year so if you see me on the street, you'll get this. You'll get the personality that you are experiencing right now. Hello, Miss Mizell. Oh, she's still Is connected. She she's still connected. Oh, no. So back to what I was saying. So, um, <laughs> there she is. She's getting a car back together. Oh, we missed you. Yeah. <laughs> well, you came in at the right time. Yeah. Because Mr. Gilmore asked us if he asked me if I would do a reality show. And I was explaining why I would not do a reality show. Because first of all, I'm be honest with you, to just be honest. I'm an old ho. I don't need you to see who thinks I'm something. <laughs> 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 I can't. Cannot. I don't want none of the politicians that I'm dealing with to be in the- <laughs> I don't want none of the police lieutenants that I'm dealing with to be on. Bla- oh shit! I said it. Uh, I'm oh, sorry. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> but I want y'all to, you know, I just uh, it's I would not want all of my business to be public like that because I feel like for me, I would want to protect the interests of those that are on the show. So <laughs> I would want to keep it like separate. They be on the show showing their love life, fighting, and yeah. Like, you know, my favorite is when the tray of water come by at that right moment during the argument. Right. Like so conveniently. <laughs> so conveniently, here comes the tray of waters. Right. You do a reality show, reality show they catch you sitting on the side of the bed biting your toenails. Put <laughs> 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 your foot up to your mouth like. <laughs> Mid big toe biting and whatnot. No, and that's the thing. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't catch reality. Reality. Right. And I believe my show would be too real. You know what I'm saying? Like they walking. I'm in the on the bathroom on the shitting, and I'm like, hey, hey, motherfucker, just summon some cats to stop a mugger. <laughs> 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 crazy. Now people don't know that. Side. They don't know that I'm the crazy. They don't, see, they don't know that. They don't know that I'm the crazy cat lady that's out there feeding the neighborhood cats and shit. They don't know that I'm that old lady that's you know greeting everybody that's new to the neighborhood. So they don't know me as that. And I say I'm a lady, but I don't definitely don't come 
carry myself like a lady. Because whenever they see me, they be like, that's a man. But <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a strong <laughs> bitch. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that's some extra parts and whatnot. That's a, that's a big bitch right there. Mighty low. Mighty low. But you know, I think that's what would be so like I you know, one thing that I became aware of is how people saw me as a singer in this city who don't know me. And it was just really weird the things that people thought because I'm I'm really private when it comes to my damn private life. <laughs> you know, it's like that that's my life. That's you know, it's even private from some people who are really close. And uh because you know, I got to have something. I'm too right. poor to have money, so I got to have at least a bit of my life to, to hold on to. But, um, you know, and it always scared me if people really got to know me to find out, like, oh, that nigga is crazy. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, you know, there was one time where there was this singer who was running an event, and y'all know my manager, Jamaica Warren, you know, she, she handles all of our business and everything. He started yelling at her. Now, I know that this chick from up off Poplar Grove can handle herself, but from where I was raised, you don't be pointing and loud talking and bitching off at a woman like that. Mm-hmm. Got her all backed up in a corner and everything. Oh, hell no. Yeah. So when I went over there, it was not, though, Jonathan Teddy Bear singer. It was that nigga from off Old York Road came up over there and started <laughs> jacking motherfuckers up. <laughs> and I just remember people was like, I didn't know that was you. And I, it was, and I was a little scared doing this. So I'm like, damn, because I don't know how to not be me with y'all. And I'm too good at being me to try to figure out something fake. So it's like, hey. and that's the point, you know, and that's why, honestly, that's why I did this so that people get to see us in a real life. We can hear, have real conversation. It's not so scripted. I believe the reason why I, you know, and everyone, y'all know the truth, but I don't think anyone that's tuning in had an idea. But the purpose of the cocktail social was so that we can have real, honest conversation, not scripted, not mm-hmm. um, politically correct. I want you to just tell your truth. I think that because people are so, I think celebrities have to be politically politically correct because they have so many individuals that they touch. And so they have mm-hmm. to monitor what they say so that they won't lose anyone. But I think in being that way, they're not being honest to themselves. And so for mm-hmm. me, I wanted to have something where you could actually speak your truth the way that you feel it. I mean, it's all. it was funny because when I heard Whitney Houston curse for the first time on her reality show, I was like, no! No! And I mean, when, that when was she started... And then as she progressed, she went further and further it down that rabbit hole. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> they were like, I don't like this play no more. I want to no go way. see another play. <laughs> no way. I want to go home. I was like, she's just a Newport and a blunt away from being right <laughs> <Hey. laughs> I was like, Nene, not like Nene from the Real Housewives. And I was like, I was calling her Nene because I was like, that is not Whitney Houston. That is mm-hmm. Nene from the projects that's on from Newark. Mm-hmm. Newark. Right. 
So I was like, no. So that's the reason why I like this platform so that you can be honest and you can speak your truth without any of those, um, those, those boundaries and things of that nature that we have to do. I don't want to be politically correct. I'm politically correct every fucking day. When I wake up, I go outside and I go to work. I have to, you know, I have to change and put on a different hat, but that's because I'm being professional. But I want people to know that there's a Newport and a brass knuckle side to me. And if I had some Hennessy, you going down. Okay. You said I got a bat with a nail through it right now for your ass. Dang. I mean, everybody, y'all know I got my nigga be cool stick. Y'all done seen my nigga Hold on to the cocktail watching crew. When we we had a gig in New York. And Blue brought that nigga be cool stick with him on the bus, Listen. and it fell down. And you know how you got that step in the, in on on the uh, that little lower step on the bus. It rolled down, scared the shit out of everybody. <laughs> Andrew damn it jumped out the window. We thought the bus was falling apart. <laughs> Listen, I felt safe knowing that that thing was with us. But I said, but look, we were. But you, that's what I love about us, though. It's like my favorite moment in life is when we got out of the van in Greenwich Village. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. The yeah. All of us looking like. They were so unready. No, you know what it looked like? You know that scene in The Color Purple where silly kids and them come out the car and they just looking? The whole village just stopped and looked like. <laughs> And it was and all we like are, shit out there. That was, was the weirdest no, fucking experience. It was so ever. weird. How do you not hear children on a playground, dude? Yes. How do you not hear dogs barking? <laughs> it, I don't know what the hell kind of voodoo shit they got. <laughs> I, I think Greenwich Village was an experiment. <laughs> it is a social experiment. <laughs> that, shit, that shit was weird. I thought I was being <laughs> punk. Uh, <laughs> I was like, camera in this bush, ain't it? <laughs> That's not a camera in that bush. Hello, hello. <laughs> they went to a liquor store where the liquor cost thirty dollars a bottle. Oh. Man, <laughs> right, <A> six pack. <laughs> like, so let me tell y'all something. So you know how you always watch like sitcoms and stuff, and they talk about, oh, I live in a walk up. I live in a walk up. Yeah, that was now a walk up. Now I know what a walk up is. <laughs> First of all, if I had to, first of all, if I had to look groceries up there, you're strong. You're carrying my I'd have a bucket. I'd put that food in a bucket when I got upstairs. That 600 pound life when he had that bucket wheeling that damn Chinese food in there. Did you see that episode? Did yes. you see that shit? Yo, nobody <laughs> was like, yo, be on my 600-pound life, and this motherfucker's supposed to be on a diet. <laughs> put a bucket out the window to the Chinese man and squirrel that bitch back up because he was too damn big to go downstairs and get the fucking food. I said, nigga, you know that's too much. They got to knock out a whole wall to get your ass out the house. Like, this is too much. Mm-mm. You fucking historic buildings fucking with him. Can I tell you something? What? That was a wonderful experience, though, and I can't wait to do it again. Yeah, right. I had a ball. I had I had so much fun, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I had more than a ball. First of all, you know you can't take me out of the city any old damn way because I don't know. Wait a minute, we're picking up people like, at the at the Jersey Turnpike at the at the rest stop. 
while we had the Roy Rogers, he, he turning white, man. No, they all like, ooh, I'm intrigued and I'm scared and faint. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel so vulnerable. <laughs> But so I'm, secure. I'm, oh my goodness! Exactly, I, I'm so vulnerable. And, but I had such a good time, and you know, I was sashaying my hands around there like I was not for Terry and everything. They were looking at me like, "What in the good hell is going on here?" I think we had, but, I think our color, we had on too much color because that place looked beige as hell. Oh my god, yeah. Greenwich Village too. It was yeah. It was it was real. I kind of felt um, like I was caught up in an episode of Little Bill and shit. <laughs> I thought Black Mirror, but okay. It was so funny. Another thing is that I, I felt with um, the experiences, I have to respect people that live in New York and survive. Yeah. New York yeah. is expensive mm -hmm. and for what they're paying that much money for first of oil listen talk about I it pay five dollars for a, a spray like a just an aerosol can of air freshener that we would probably spend like a dollar fifty two dollars for maybe that shit was like five six dollars you can call me what you call us bamas country bumpkins mm -hmm. uh uh what that watermelon seed spitters whatever you call <laughs> <laughs> if you whatever you call me, I'm accepted because I ain't, I can't afford New York. New no. York is too expensive no. for my taste. If you from incredible. New York, know that I'm saying. Look, and look, you can't even be a prostitute because then you fuck around and be undercharging and shit. <laughs> Setting them up. I'm coming up there. You <laughs> wear your ass out. That's what I'm saying. Oh, for real. <laughs> You only fifty dollars. <laughs> you best discounter. You can. Oh, <laughs> uh, blue gonna be the price bust of hoes up there. Roster two discounters. Call now. <laughs> Talking about eat a blow job. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, look. The face of a raggedy, uh, raggedy hoe. Cause that's right. what I'd be like. Look, this is what a raggedy hoe look like, <laughs> and I'm up in there like. <laughs> you too can sponsor a hoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's this thing's cool. like baby wipes. <laughs> that apartment oh. that we, the place where we was at. Man, first of all, they was on the 21st floor. I don't care what you say. You Man. try to tell me that it wasn't the 21st floor. That was the 21st floor. <laughs> Let me tell you, the way the I way we were having some of the dragon to get a ride up that bitch. I was like, this shit. Yeah. I said, look, we got to keep on going. And y'all say, do what? Don't say, keep going. Don't stop. Like one of a fucking mountain and shit. I don't even With have a going down on you and shit. And I wish y'all could hands. see the woman who uh who gave us that space. She uh she's so skinny. <laughs> and then I know why. Because <laughs> she got to walk you up there every day. Probably strong as hell, especially mm -hmm. in the case. You don't never gotta do squats to live in First there, of man. all, I mean you can't possibly have furniture. Cause who in the hell is gonna fucking uh, take all that furniture upstairs? Like, yeah, I can't. You have to build that shit. That's that's too much. 
I would hate all to of that furniture that must be that inflatable um, furniture that you blow up and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think the funny part was is when we was all sticking our heads in the freezer. Yeah, it was hot as man. <laughs> it's hot as balls. It was. <laughs> it, it, it was. It was bad. It, the devil was sitting over the corner, just you know, with his legs crossed, like, uh, is, is there a problem with the heat? Man, <laughs> 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 there a problem with the heat? Uh, but blue. Speaking of my six hundred pound life, if you had a question about fat people being pretty, what do you think? <laughs> I was trying to get him back on his question. <laughs> I was trying to. <laughs> I did not say anything about fat people being pretty. Because I, I think, think I'm not... pretty. Oh. You are dumb. Oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> That's right. This... <laughs> <laughs> you look like you. Wait, <laughs> is he blinking his eyes? Johnny, are you blinking? I'm trying to bat my eyes. Look like, oh, shit. He look like, he look like he just got a new car. He just saw that shit get backed into by a big ass truck. When trying, when keeping it sexy goes wrong, <laughs> right? When keeping it sexy goes wrong. Yeah. <laughs> he said, "What you got a white spray stuck underneath your lip?" You're like, oh, shit, wrong. No. So I do have a question. I took and, offense to that question. Huh? I took offense to that question. To the plus size question. So it was are plus size models promoting obesity and or poor. Oh, I missed that one. I missed I, that. I felt some kind of way about it. Just because I'm plus size doesn't mean that I have poor eating habits. You know that mm -hmm. that's, that's the truth. Right there are plus size ladies who run marathons. And like, I am big boned. I have you let. I am big boned. Not fat. Yeah. Fuck I'm, you. I'm, you know how you know I don't have a thyroid problem. Right. <laughs> some kind of way about it just haven't been a plus size girl or at least feeling like one most of my life because mm -hmm. you look back at pictures and be like oh i was just thinking in my front anyway I exactly <laughs> anyway um but you know i would resent going to the doctors and no matter what i said was wrong with me the first thing out of their mouths would be you need to lose some weight I could have been in the gym every day. You need to lose some weight. Mm -hmm. Like I can't help what my body composition is. And I think it's unfair to assume that all plus size models need to lose some weight. You I'm with I mean? you. Cause you know what I hate when the first time first you say all, something wrong with you, they say, Oh, you got high blood pressure. I, for no, one, my cholesterol is fine. I do not have high blood pressure. And I was so, I'm not diabetic. When I went into the hospital last year because of a heart situation, everybody was like, oh, it was just weight. Oh, no. When they did my little, you know, that thing where they stick it up into your heart. No, no, no. Oh, the real one. Oh, yeah. They go in there. My arteries are completely clear. My heart is completely fine and strong. I'm a healthy ass fat man. All the problem I got is a little stress, and that's from other motherfuckers. So, but, but. But I'm with you. It's like I think full size niggas on the come up. I am all about uh 
big news coming out more into the forefront with them. Um, I think women have been on the front lines of this for a long time, and it's time for fat niggas to do the same. We look, <laughs> we wear clothes, <laughs> we 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 want to look fashionable, we want to go out, we want to be the object of somebody's fucking yeah. uh, but you know desire. what? They don't it's just like the same, like we face problems like as plus size, we used to face problems where we couldn't find clothes to, yes. that we liked that was stylish, yeah, that you know was affordable. Mm-hmm. And so even with big guys, like maybe the big guys need to start creating their own brand so that especially for big guys. You know what I mean? Like, they have them. Like, right like now they're say, online and they cost a fucking mint. Yeah. yeah, I ain't buying no pay of shorts for $95. Fuck you. No, and you shouldn't have to pay $95. <laughs> for <laughs> they, they, you but, they charge more for the bigger size. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In my existence for plus size folk, male and female, Mm-hmm. Big and tall, and that XL store, they cut a square, put sleeves on it, and sell it to every man that's older. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's the same thing yeah. at Dress Barn. Like, nothing has shape. It's nothing. First, he said they cut a square. They square, put sleeves in the pocket. In the pocket. Flattering too but why do all fat men clothes have to have a fucking pocket? Stop putting that goddamn front pocket on every day. Go to ladies. Go to the right two ladies to go get a pen. You got to keep it on. You got to. Now I want to shout out the good people at Levi's for putting that stretch material in men's Levi's jeans. is the that best. That was the best shit I've ever seen. They always like Levi's. They do. Men are late to the stretch pants game. We're trying to. You, you ain't lying, man. I hate. <laughs> so I'm gonna be the fat girl. Let me tell you, and I'm okay. With, I embrace my inner fat girl. But yeah, I came before. <laughs> <laughs> Marty put in the comments. Where else we gonna put our candy bar? I know that exactly. Right. All of this is joy right and here. Furthermore, this is, it's good evil. Man, this is, this is from, and I love when a woman lies on this and this dumps the rub in my stomach. And you know, shit, we can You look like a music video just you know, now and shit. You know, all you had yeah. to do is start singing and shit. <laughs> I met this. <laughs> Damn, give it to him. Come on, Taco Meat. <laughs> oh, but no. Shout no. out to Gerald LeVert, who held it down for all the fat niggas. Yeah, Gerald LeVert. Yeah, he Gerald did Levert. that. He, he, he gave. Yeah, he was, yeah, he was, yeah. Me and Gerald LeVert went to And also, a rest in peace to a local hero, uh, an actor, Robert Chu, who, the first time I saw him perform, he was a big dude, and he did uh, Eight Misbehaving with uh, my mother and a few other people. And the way he moved around that stage and everything, oh, shit, he did his thing. It was like. I said, oh, yeah, if he, I was a fat kid. I was a fat baby. I was a fat little boy. It just, <laughs> the shit wasn't going no way. You can't be light on your feet and whatnot. Right. But that ain't I, true. I, I, let me tell you, when I was younger, I was actually skinnier because I marched in the marching band. So I was much skinnier than I am now. And I, But what I wanted, and I, it went wrong. And I just want this another blue story for anybody oh, yeah. that's tuning in. I wanted a big butt. Well, but and I was eating all the foods to get a big butt, but it went to my front butt and 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 stayed. Oh damn! So maybe you should have ate the food in reverse. Out <laughs> <laughs> of my divorce papers today. You wanted to shove it up my ass? Wait a minute. <laughs> 
Wait, did everybody just get a mean visual in reverse? <laughs> when she said it, I was like, you want me to eat in reverse? This just couldn't no, like, Everybody did a mean pause. It was just like. You said you was eating food that, that to, to get you a butt, but it went in reverse. So maybe you should have ate that food that you ate in reverse. Eat, eat whatever it was you was eating. In, in reverse. Mm. That just sounds like it's going up my ass. I don't want that and, and see, and your ass would have been bigger. No. Problem not solved. That. <laughs> Is that how that works? Nope. Uh, or... <laughs> nope. <laughs> that's what you get. Is that a sexy. burger in your drawers? <laughs> 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 First of all, if my ass can eat a burger, then that's something else. <laughs> it's that's somebody said <laughs> you've been you've been working too hard again. That's a whole other genre right there. That's a different <laughs> genre on the Pornhub. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, that's, I, I, do, that's I will good. say that I, that's I did. I used to do things, and I did my squats. Like I would do squats and squats and squats, and then it made me bulky. And so I started getting bulkier because um, I was lifting weights. And so I wanted, I was trying to look, I had this female image in my mind, like Wonder Woman, but yeah. then I started to look like, you know, like She-Man and Amen. yeah, like the muscles, it was too big. I have a, I ain't had an hourglass figure that I was trying to obtain and I wanted to know what was wrong with me. And mm -hmm. then it dawned on me. I'm a man. That was, that was um, and that's when you knew you <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> well, look, Blue, you should be fine. There are some women who are also built, you know, strong. Strong. <laughs> that's good. That's like saying somebody, instead of calling somebody ugly, you say they got hard features. Mm -hmm. Right. Sure. You just a you sure. just a sure. handsome lady, <laughs> <laughs> like Florida Evans. <laughs> Have an art artistic bone structure. That's a, you know what though, Florida kept when she kept two things done. She kept them eyebrows done, and she kept that head wrapped, and she never came out looking crazy. And then fro, her Florida fro was, was a handsome fro was woman. That thing was neat. Yes, indeedy. I mm -hmm. want to be on her level because let me tell you something. She kept that thing sharp. But that's what you could wear fro and get away with it. Now they look at you like, oh, hold on, hold right. on, hold on. I'm they get confused. Fro. They get confused yeah. when they see people with natural hair. Yeah, you know what's yeah. interesting. But even the natural hair community won't do fro's and 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 full anymore. You know, they all like, oh, the only reason why it looks like this because you don't moisturize it. So they get that kind of wet natural thing going on, and it's like they won't go for the full on fro fro. You mean the picked out fro? Yeah, I'm talking you know about like you, you know that fro fro took work, right? Oh hell yeah, yeah a lot of damn work. Let me work. show Carrie. Let me show you a picture of all your brothers and their awful fro's. I don't need you to. You seen my baby picture where I'm super serious and my mother fro out the hair. <laughs> but those are your, bro I wonder your the brothers had the worst fro's I ever seen in my life. Oh, they, I'm sure yeah, they were struggle fro's. No, I'm sure yeah. my brother's foes were struggle foes because that oh, was Lord. wimpy as hell. It go like you ain't lying. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> this uh. is a farce. If I was to blow this out, it would go like <laughs> So. <laughs> 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 you 
know where that shit came from. <laughs> so I must say, I posted that question because I had a young lady that was struggling with weight. Oh, no. And I was listening to, I was seeing a lot of people who were kind of commenting and also individuals. I, I think that for individuals that are plus size, sometimes they they have to do extra to feel like they're in, you know, that they're competing with the other models. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they don't they don't dress to fit their fit their structures and everything like that because they're competing. But now I think with those plus size models that are embracing their size, they're giving, they're building the self-esteem of, you know, younger individuals that are looking at these models. And these are individuals that they're saying, I want to be like that. And, you know, back in the day, the ideal vision was you had to be a size six. Was that too big? I might be That's too big. Six might be too big. You was like, you know, like a zero. Oh, you talking about when we were young, that Calvin Klein heroin look? Zero to four. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, at the, this uh, this summer was the first time they featured a plus size black transgender model uh, in one of their ads. Mm. Okay, <laughs> they kind of hit everything they at hit one time with that one, didn't it? She probably was Jewish too. So, you know, but you know, like, I think I I'm not doing this with you. I today. think they've had. <laughs> this is the first time it's a plus size. They've had um, transgendered models before, mm -hmm. but they've kind of tried to conceal it. And the funny thing about models is, is that the truth be told, they usually want women to kind of look on the boyish side anyway. They don't want too much excessive of anything. They always just want They want a lot of androgyny and they want what they call hanger sizes. Like whatever the prototype is for the dress, I want you to be able to fit that. That's like if I make a ring that's a size, I'm a size six, I'm a showcase finger. But that's like saying all of y'all can't get rings unless you can fit a showcase a ring. And mm -hmm. it's not fair. It's right. not, but I, don't know. I thought the only model that was pretty was Naomi Campbell. Everybody else was oh, weird gorgeous. looking to me. Right. Yeah, no, she's good. First of all, when you start seeing them bones in the chest, like when this is like you, had, right. you, you see, see the, the top whole ribs, the whole bone structure of the chest, it's like you can almost see where the ribs start at the sternum and shit. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like that's that's too that's too goddamn skinny. What about that yeah, shit? What that's about them, what about the skinny models being too goddamn skinny? Well, well you know, I guess the, the one argument is and, the skinny people it. that can't gain the, the skinny people that can't gain weight. Right. And you know, honestly, even for them, the, I, 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 for so many individuals, they feel they have to be skinny, um, because that's the social norm, and so and it's and 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 I think, or oh, that's the that's the idea. Yeah, I'm supposed, that, muscles. I'm supposed to have muscles. I'm supposed to have a fucking eight pack right now. No, I'm head. only making yeah, a face. I got a gut because... and things are just wrong. Right. I'm only making a face because I've been working with this gut be gone for I don't know how long. Okay. This bitch ain't going yet. <laughs> At one point, they wanted everybody to be skinny, but now I guess because of what is, I don't want to say the typical black woman's body, but that curviness that we have, mm. people are are paying for it going out the country and black market trying to get it like all of those features that used to be unacceptable or used to be shunned like uh, a small waist thick hips big boobs like that used to be like, uh -uh, you fat you fat yeah. big lips high cheekbones all of that it used to be like uh-uh you fat you fat and now everybody want to be uh what is slim thick 
Everybody was slim thick. I had a great great uncle that told me some shit a long time ago. He said I ain't never. He said I ain't never seen a fat woman that was lonely. Ever. He said every fat. Now, mind you, I'm saying woman, but he did not say this. (laughs) This is an old old black man. (laughs) He his his wife. I saw a picture of her. Hell, he was this big, and she was. And he said, I ain't never known one to be alone. He said, you know what? The older I've gotten, I have yet to meet a big lady that I know that ain't that has a problem with a dude. You know she what? And another thing, I'm the damn door. Also, um, for those individuals that are strong featured, they mm. don't have problems with. You um, said ugly people always got somebody. Oh. <laughs> I ain't say that. Oh. They nice. He said, "Those with an artistic bone structure." <laughs> <laughs> and they aren't, you know. And I was, I'm um, honestly with creative I actually, faces. I like right. that. So let me tell you, before I started the cocktail social, I wanted to actually do a different program called the Ugly Girl Chronicles, and it was going to be about that. About, you that know, just sounds uh, mean. What you was gonna get ugly girls to come on there? <laughs> that just sounds really mean. Wait a minute. What the fuck you trying to say about us? Is this really the ugly motherfuckers chronicles? Are you trying to say? Well, it was. I called it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Now I feel some kind of way. Well, no. The idea was I was. We gonna whip your ass when we see you. Hey, don't encourage them. <laughs> so what I was saying was it was actually going to be it was a play on it was actually the opposite because in society this was features that was considered unappealing so oh, having, black. Girls, having black dark skinned individuals black girls heavy set girls you know really tall girls things that was considered mm-hmm. by society unappealing there ain't awesome. nothing wrong with climbing a tree. You hear me? Well, I had this tall woman one time. She was six three. That thing was it was something else. I had a ball. And it was something else. Shit. <laughs> that has been. Let me tell you. Now I'm not. When I was younger, and I'm, I still have kind of a thing. I've always wanted to meet a guy that was taller than me, for that reason. Now you can't be tall and. And and Frankensteinish, but yeah. <laughs> that's that shit. That's the one that got that that dip in their neck where they shit go out like that fucking buzzer that used to be on Looney Tunes. <laughs> you know that bitch that got that fucking. I thought you know about that big furry heart thing from Looney Tunes. <laughs> 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 that too. So I didn't want him to be I, like I just wanted Arch. like tall basketball bill type dude that was like six nine because that's always I've always been tall so just to find someone that was taller than me that was gay that was intriguing and I was like ooh but uh, I feel you on that because I I mean I'm considered a tall girl but it's like it's hard how tall are you myself I'm I'm five nine oh, yeah, oh we yeah. the same height yeah. but well no I'm five ten oh well shit <laughs> <laughs> but you five, know, ten, it, five, nine, and then by the time shit. I put heels on, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just like it was hard trying to find somebody that was like mm. I love a tall woman in heels. 
That's confidence. I hate to see a, a tall woman put on some With ugly ass. Right, yeah. flats because they tall. It makes me sad. Like, well, thank you, Mr. Gilmore. Put all them sexy legs in them. <laughs> I call it tall girls in, heel, in heels glamazons. Oh, no, he's a <laughs> don't, don't interrupt me in Mr. Gilmore's moment. I was here for the moment. You got a hand moment. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's my oh, sexy yeah. face. Don't judge me. <laughs> well, next question. Moving on, because we've had so much fun. Should the government begin to tax churches and other religious organizations? Yay mm. or nay, and why? Mm. Should the I mean, government everybody else paying taxes? Why the fuck? Taxes in what way? Just paying taxes. Should the government tax religious organizations? I, I think or, once um, you churches? once you you have churches that have credit unions, yeah, then I think I that they say. should be taxed. Once you start having an actual business, right? And I'm not talking about church business because. Right. A lot of people, we, we have joked about it because when we were young, we heard about the building fund for lo so long that we didn't realize the building fund was keeping the fucking lights on and shit. That's but uh, I think when you have churches that have these outside operations like credit unions and, yeah. you know, all of this other extra shit, mm -hmm. then that, a, that a, should be taxed, taxed, yeah. not taxed. I feel like once, once churches have, a, uh, have an arm that is responsible for development... Mm -hmm. I feel like they should be taxed because at that point, yes, you may be a CDC, technically a 4-1-C-3 um, operation, but after that, like once you start developing and you have streams of income coming in mm -hmm. beyond tithing offering, yeah, mm -hmm. I think you should be taxed. I feel like it keeps you honest. Because tithing offering is literally donations. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, and the whole system of tithing was set up and I'm going to get very biblical on what it was really meant for. It was to put food in the storehouse for the widows and poor people. And the priests. And the priests. Because the priests couldn't work. So right. it was all to keep the food in there so there was something that they could actually go to. So mm -hmm. you was really poor that you could go to the storehouse and get some food. Or if mm -hmm. your man had died and, you know, women were really kind of couldn't work mm -hmm. at that time then there was a system set up for you. That's what tithing was. When God asks for 10% of you, that is literally it. 10% of you. <laughs> of your person. Not mm -hmm. just 10% of your money. Don't let them bullshit you. Right. But <laughs> we are supposed to, I mean, part of giving, I think now what churches should do is be very transparent. If you need new pipes, then say that we are raising yeah, money for pipes, pipes because these motherfuckers are about to burst and we're going to be underwater if we don't get them. How endeavor? I think today, you know, if we need a new stove, because if y'all like them good chicken dinners, we can't cook them if we don't raise some money to get a new stove. Yeah, right. but if it's 37,000 of us and we give you a dollar every Sunday and you mm -hmm. standing in front of me 
talking about you need a new stove and new pipes, but we've been in the same storefront for 30 years. Nah, bro, I'm gonna need to see some paperwork. See, here's my thing. Because I'm not from a mega church at all. Uh-huh. You know, I grew up in well, at what would have been at the time would have been a a very I guess it was a big medium-sized church. You right. know, it was about I guess I don't know how many people, but the place was packed to the gills. And you know, from and it was taking care of a building that was old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, it was literally I remember roof, pipes, bathroom, kitchen. You know, it was keeping up that type of shit. Now, with the mega church, I don't know what the upkeeping the bullshit is for them. All I know is is that they have a large amount of money just sitting. Like when we look at the Joel Osteens of the world who has millions of dollars mm-hmm. <laughs> and who has a house that is bigger than the church. And you know, all of this fucking dough coming in. I personally, I don't understand that because it doesn't make sense to me because that money is literally coming from poor people who mm-hmm. are doing their part to fundraise for what they believe in. And then there's no transparency. But I think that there should be some transparency. You know, in the old days when you talked about what was going on with the church, the fucking step just caved in, y'all. We got to get together and get some wood and shit to get this bitch back. Right. Right. <laughs> so right. I, I feel like there should be transparency. And as Karen said, because she broke down the whole tax codes and everything, once you start getting multiple streams of income in, then it's just a very different story. (laughs) You start operating like a corporation where you got this arm, that arm, and the outreach, and this, that, and the third. Come come up off some some paperwork. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's what I was saying is the reason I asked this question is because what we do see is we sometimes see them with the mega churches. And, you know, when I was thinking about those pastors and preachers and bishops and otherwise that have, you know, basically capitalized off of the um, of church, of religion. And yeah, they've yeah. made it. They've, they've done oh, very well for themselves. And but and they have political reach, which is even scarier. It's and that's, scary. and right. that's the part that I was I would say that when you start becoming political, then you lose the religious aspect of it or the spiritual component of it. And I think that that's when it becomes a business because your hands is in something completely that's supposed to be neutral. You're not even supposed to be in that mix. But as soon as like the like Catholics, tax the hell out of the Catholic, the Catholic church. Um, yeah. Tax the hell out of the Jewish church. Tax the hell out of these churches, these affiliations that have political power because then that means that there's an investment that yeah, you know what I mean? Like they have yeah. something. Oh, I was about, I'm, never mind, I'm gonna leave that alone. Oh, because oh, I was getting ready to go. I'm gonna say, ready. how you gonna tax something that they own? What you mean? The city. That's why I said I don't. I don't even. Oh, yeah, I understand. It's, it's, I understand. It's one oh, of I got where we're going. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I Look, I, I was it. lost, but now I'm found. Yeah, was blind, yeah, but now yeah, I see. Miss myself, Miss myself, you have to for our viewers explain what you mean by that. All I can say is do some do some research on on um the history of um of, no give us just give us no I, I can't I, I can't i can't do that right now 
Okay. I'm about to say I understand. Don't 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 put yeah. yourself in any it's situations too, it's, that yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, we'll it's not the right time. We'll talk. Okay. We'll talk. We'll talk. Okay. Y'all already, already know where I'm going with it. Right. So where could, huh? where could one find this information? Huh? Where could one find this information if they were trying to find it? Out? Hmm? <laughs> you can damn sure start there. Yeah. What you say? I said you, you can start there. Okay. I said you can damn sure start there. Yeah. <laughs> Don't give me that look, please. Y'all <laughs> should have saw these two fucking birds. They just, they, did y'all see it cut between me and the phone? Oh, shit. They I saw you thought that, that was, honestly, I thought you were doing one of my numbers where you was ducking um uh bugs and stuff. Because, you know, I thought you, I thought a bug was attacking you and you was about to throw that, that uh <laughs> phone at it. Hell no, it's birds. Birds. Birds scared me. I ain't gonna bullshit you. They I don't really like scared. how they fucking wings sound. Like <laughs> pigeon wings. <laughs> I'm with you. And flapping sound. I don't I like, like that I shit them, I think they flying rodents, flying rats. I remember my homegirl had a bird and shit, and she had the motherfucker out the cage and shit. And I was like, yo, you need to get that bird. And she was like, hey, what's going bother you? That motherfucker flew up on the back of my neck. That thing out the cage, and it better be in the oven. Let me tell you something. Almost the scariest the shit thing for me is a bat. Huh? A bat. You can, birds, I'm not worried about a bat. I ain't worried about no damn bat. Well, I don't think about bats. They can't see worth a damn. So when they be swooping, they scooping boot bugs. That's what makes it bad. That's like potatoes. <laughs> the bitches can't see either. So no, I don't like that. Like that you know what's funny about a cicada? The bitch get the screaming. Right. You yeah. screaming and it's screaming. Now, y'all know my best friend in the world, my brother, Charles Jackson. When he gets scared, he screams. Yes, he does. <laughs> he screamed like one when he saw them purple drapes and shit. <laughs> well, one time, it was him and the cicada, and the cicada and him were screaming at each other. Yes, it was just funny shit. I'm going to turn my goddamn call. Okay. It was one in the back in the back window. That bitch was like, yes. the I, I almost, an almost the ran up on the goddamn curb in that bitch. Yeah. You know they're supposed to come back this year. They well, what isn't supposed to come back? They yeah, you're right. You're right at this fucking point. I'm surprised the fucking bubonic plague ain't back. It is back. Two people in Colorado had it. Are you fucking a, serious? Oh, yeah, so people in China it. have died from it. The bubonic plague is back. It's never really gone. polio? <laughs> you know how polio <laughs> is back now? <laughs> In California, it is because they stopped giving the kids the vaccination, so a whole bunch of kids end up with a crop of polio, and they didn't know what to do with them because they don't have the they don't have the shit anymore to treat polio like they used to. Then you telling me that they patent every goddamn other disease and every other little thing, but they ain't got the fucking patent on on the damn. Well, think about it. Polio ain't really been around since the forties. They ain't got the iron lung anymore, and if they do, the bitch don't work. Probably the rest. Yeah, it's probably, um, probably. I mean, polio was, you know, polio was a real disease because the president got in his ass was all fucked up from. So, as of July 7th, um, somebody in China contracted the bubonic. Did you see also in Colorado? It's also in Colorado. Yeah, it's also three versions of it. That's some bullshit, yo. But it's, it's <laughs> bubonic, they got a bubonic remake. Scary. 
No. no. So, when, so when they called it the bubonic plague, it was almost like COVID, where there's different variations of the same virus. So the bubonic plague was just basically, so you could get the, um, I want to say septicemic, septicemic version of it, the pneumonic plague. And I want to say it was um, another version, but I can't really think of the name of it. But the septic, the septicemic one was when your blood was poisoned. Mm -hmm. The pneumonic plague is the one that you probably see on mm -hmm. a lot of um, like uh, middle aged movies where they were coughing up blood, mm -hmm. and that it was, was long. That like, was that. And then there was the um, the bubonic, which was the one where you had to get, you contracted it by vice from right. fleas. You yeah. had to, it was a, it was the black flea. <laughs> so yeah. So it was, I want to say, is that the three, um, Miss K? Those are the three. Those, so it was bubonic, pneumonic, and septicemic? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, so. Yeah. And, and one so, of them I know is carried more by, by the fleas than by the rats. That's which the is bubonic. That's yeah. the bubonic. And I think the rats are giving you the like pneumonic. None of it's good. Bubonic plague so is hard. The pneumonic one is the one that's transmitted by coughing. No, they're all, pneumonia, so they're all like, transmitted by fleas. You you shift from bubonic to pneumonic if the infection caused by the flea moves to your lungs. And you end up from bubonic to septicemic if it ends up in the bloodstream. So it's a progression. It's a progression. Okay. That must be where you turn black, and that's where the black death came from yeah, when your right, blood starts right. poisoning. <laughs> no, because... Um, <laughs> it was blood poisoning. Yeah. Right. Basically. It, it was blood poisoning, and then you were coughing up blood. Bring so was... around the road. That part. Where <laughs> it came from. And you know a lot of people don't know that. That's sick as shit. That's why so it's real scary. So the, the reason why I would say that, that of the pandemics, that's the scariest, because it, I want to say it killed over 100, 150 million people. Mm. It took yeah. out half of the world's population. But guess what? The There's time. a treatment for it now, so we don't have to worry about that. Yeah, yeah. But what I'm saying it's, is that the issue, however, is, is that even with treatment, it's do they have enough of the resources to supply those treatments? Because even with the vaccination for many of these, like the flu, they run out of the actual medications mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. so many people are contracting it. And you got to think, when those like that they were weaponizing the bubonic plague because they were throwing bodies and they were using dead bodies in warfare. So they were like, if so they, they just dropping bodies like bombs and shit. They literally. Well, I mean, because also in the Middle Ages, you had you had three different diseases that was running around and killing people. You had smallpox, oh, which. Um, I don't, you know, I, I think we are very grateful to not understand just how killer smallpox is. Yep. What the hell? Now I just need to know what was what was the symptoms of smallpox? Well, when you first got it, you think of chickenpox. Well, no, no, no. When you first got it, it was the rash. Then once they saw the rash and they had to send you out, you had to it go to a whole other place. with smallpox. And I mean, they would burn people alive. They would just burn whole poor communities because it was so infectious. And what, um, what was the symptoms of smallpox? Smallpox, yeah. uh, flu-like symptoms, and the patients also experience a rash that appears first on the face, hands, and forearms, 
and then later appears on the trunk. There's no treatment or cure for smallpox, but a vaccine can prevent it, which is scary as hell. It spreads like corona through respiratory droplets, coughs or sneezing, kissing or shared drinks, saliva, um, skin to skin contact, like handshakes or hugs, and by blood products, unclean. Oh, shit. Hey, that shit killed a bunch of fucking people. Because you can get it all of the ways. Yeah, you like get in the same goddamn room, bitch. You got it. <laughs> uh, oh, and if anybody watched the great this past season, my favorite little young guy, he got smallpox midway through the season, and that was awful. Um, yellow fever is another one that was running rampant during this time. You know that we we have been very lucky due to advancements in medicine that we have not had epidemics of the past, which were in comparison to COVID, which were way worse. But uh, you know this but is they're still around. A very serious one, and they're still around. Mm-hmm. But you know. And, but when we hear things about TB and smallpox and polio and all these things and Ebola and stuff, I think that hopefully what COVID has done for us has made us more sensitive to those uh, third world countries who do have to put up with these type of things a little bit more often. And so I'm going to say this because I recently... Thank you, Maxine, my love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I recently um, saw... Um, it's on YouTube. It's called Event 201. It is Johns Hopkins's attempt at creating a situation. This was last year that it was done, which is why a lot of the conspiracy theories are around. They created a pandemic-like situation just basically to test whether or not America is prepared, if we have an infrastructure prepared to deal with a pandemic of this magnitude. And what we're seeing, with our last president, we did. With our last president, the infrastructure was in the process of being built. Thank you. Yeah, well, and, guess what? We and it was, all, it was all literally taken away. It was, yeah. it was literally undone. It was undone. Infrastructure so watch, was being built. Like, and I think more people the, should know that. If you watch the video, they call in the top from every place from like... Um, transportation to immunology from all over the world and they come it's basically like a board meeting and they're discussing these this situation like they even made up like fake news reports called GNN so and it gave out the information that is very very close to the information that was given out to us for COVID and they basically talk out what we would need to do in order to make sure that the economy still thrived and all of those things and then the, it's five segments. And at the end of the fifth segment, they tell you that we basically failed. As a, as a country, we failed. And a lot of the oh, pitfalls, yeah. unfortunately, a lot of the pitfalls that they thought would come from other countries are coming from within, our, from within our own country because of who our leader is. Our leader is playing the villain that was suggested in the conversation that was had by Johns Hopkins. Go look at it. Right. On YouTube. You know, I think Man, one of the can... biggest things with that is that science sometimes can be seen as conspiracy because when you use the scientific method to work out these simulations, they do show real life, real world yeah. responses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when we ignore science, I think that's, that is when we get this situation. Yeah. And uh, where, now, again, Miss K, where can individuals um, find that? If you, go to you, if you go to YouTube and search Event 201, 
-hmm. you'll find it. It's 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 five or six segments. I think one of the segments was like a rap. It was like an end of the session rap that basically told you everything. But mm -hmm. it's Event 201 on YouTube. Mm -hmm. That is wonderful. Thank you so much, Miss K. You see, you just you are so wonderful with the information. This is why, <laughs> I, you know what I mean. It, it was so informational. I've been trying. I've been trying. My next question <laughs> is: um, Should individuals that file domestic violence charges be mandated to attend court? Yep. Okay. Are they not mandated to attend court? No. So, so you can just. So if I told if I if yeah, so this is why I say that it's because um, I know that a lot of men not not necessarily men more females than men mm -hmm. um more females um weaponize the legal system in domestic mm -hmm. violence situations right and not to say that women do not are not in domestic violence situations but what has happened is just like with a lot of social agencies a lot of them are geared to for females but not for men and the legal system is the same way so if a female was to say that this man punched me in my face and there is some physical evidence of a fight. Now, that doesn't mean that there was an actual fight. That's just physical okay. evidence. So if it was a hole in the wall, a scratch on the neck, which could have come from any re any um, any um any, any sources. Anyway. Um, yeah, anything. Um, they could lock, they could arrest that man. Now, he's mm -hmm. in jail. He's got charges filed against him for domestic violence. And it could be nothing more than she was mad because you stayed out late. With right. your home. But if she I puts her that. hands on you, if the inverse happens, then, and I'm not saying that they don't, they won't lock a female up for domestic violence, but it's quicker, in my opinion, for men than it is for females. And so but what happens is, is that the legal proceeding they go forward. And the state can say, well, we have enough evidence or we feel as though we can we need to pursue this case but the 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 victim does not have to show up and what they'll say is the victim didn't show up because they are afraid well sometimes but on the, the the people there at the court should be there to protect that person right cuz i you know, well yeah, it's not you have the right to face your accuser so like what the hell man but that it's not so much about um fighting you know being being threatened there it's the fact that if you leave there like what's going to happen when they go home? Mm. So the issue is <laughs> okay, so but if the system is working, then like with restraining orders and different stuff, that if people if they act if the if people actually did their job within the system, the system could work. Well, but I think that they don't. I think the individuals, the policymakers that create these laws and things, aren't looking at it from out the vantage points of individuals that's involved right. or that's been affected right. by. And so I, the reason why I say that is, is because there are literally young men that are locked up because their baby mother was jealous of the girlfriend. Mm -hmm. And they'll go over to the, ba the baby mother, while come up to your house, destroy your shit, smack you in your face, bust you up and everything like that. And the minute you push her off of you, she can say, he hit me. He put his hands on right. me. Right. I don't, I don't agree with that. And because there's a that because there's physical evidence of an altercation, the male generally is the one that's going to get locked up. 
unless the female is actively engaged in right uh, when they pull up yeah so she's actually zapping out while they then she'll be you know she'll be arrested but in most incidents it may not be the case and so i was saying that um when they do make the not that you shouldn't but okay. when they do file these charges should they be mandated because i look at it like this if the male is arrested and he spent time in jail as of this accusation and you then don't show up to court, I think that you need to serve the time that he served. I think that's what justice really looks like. But I think that we say that our legal system is a just system and it's not a just system because in all fairness, it is like, you know, someone can go to jail and the only thing you may get is, we sorry, Right, you lost your job and and everything else behind it, and I think that is wrong. And so I think that, and when it comes to domestic violence situation, especially because men are going to jail, death. You you know, for domestic violence assault, you can go to jail for ten years. I believe that, but at the same time, on the flip side of that, it's like I agree with you, Blue. I think I'm just trying to figure out, like, but how does that? Ma making it mandatory for them to appear how does that make it safe for those ladies who are actually being abused who are actually being terrorized and then they they have to appear in court and then they have to go home and maybe they don't lock this cat up he's let go and then what happens but i mean well, I, I think i think regardless of whether she shows up or not that can still happen because if, if even if, if I mean, what's stopping him from saying, you know what, after we get out of court and whether you showed up or not and me going to, to the house. So mm -hmm. I don't I don't think it makes a difference whether I, I don't think it. I think them being there, it, I don't think them not being there or being there is going to change whether or not the person going to get them or not. And I, I, one of our viewers said that um, like the like people taking the cops word over civilians. I absolutely agree. I think that in a lot of situations, there are a lot of individuals that are in jail because the police officer lied. Right. I mean, I mean, it's proof of that right now with with people but, videotaping and and um and and then they read the police report and the police report. Matter of fact, with the George Floyd situation, mm -hmm, the police mm -hmm. report says something totally different than what right. that what the hell happened. Right. Even more absolutely. to Breonna Taylor, where they completely said she was not harmed. Yeah. She not but, she... I mean, I think for domestic <laughs> violence, it, they, it, there's number one, there's a stigma around it for women and for men. Men don't want to report because they think they're going to look a certain way if they have to report that their woman is beating up on them. Men don't want to report. I mean, women don't want to report because of we all know the classic safety issues that are around it, as well as everything else that is built around it. Right now, this whole thing is being talked about. Um, I was, I just saw it today while I was in a constitutional, and uh, <laughs> where Johnny Depp, <laughs> Johnny Depp is currently and his ex-wife Amanda Heard. I just read this. They are, they are in court right now. He's claiming that he was abused, and he has picture evidence to show that he was abused yes, and does. then she's claiming that she was abused and then she has picture evidence to show that she was abused and, and i think the well i think I in that like situation again, well, then they both go to jail because that's a physical assault 
And you know what I'm saying? So I get what you're saying. And I think that when it's a he say, she say situation like that, and there is clear evidence, then I think that both of you are guilty. But no, no, I think more evidence. my point was, I think there needs to be a clearer language mm-hmm. on what all of this means and what it is and how this is handled. Because right now it's just so, it's all murky. You know, domestic the domestic assault is kind of seen like child support. And so, and I say that in how you attack someone with it. Mm. A lot of these people don't have the, the, the eye or the concept of the long lasting effects of a domestic abuse charge. Mm-hmm. So when you now, have a lot of these young people who are just kind of throwing this shit on people and it's like, yeah, hey, I got your ass down. It's like, no, you can got his ass forever. Cause now he ain't ever gonna be able to do shit. Well, <laughs> Well, I'm being beckoned from the the uh, powers that be to shut the fuck up. Oh. And so, <laughs> you know what that means. Oh. We've, come to, we've come to the end of the show. Boo <laughs> that voice, boo. Yeah, so to all my viewers, anyone that has followed, this is the Cocktail Social on Be Exposed Radio. You joined us for this segment. Table, wherever you are, we are with you. I hope that whatever you're going through, that you know that we at the Cocktail Social support you yeah. and that we're looking forward to you joining us as soon as you get yourself together, but take your time with that. Mm-hmm. Everyone else, if you are out there in the worlds beyond the worlds, Facebook, Twitter, any other place, um, um, ChristianMingle.com, if you're yeah. on those spaces and spaces, <laughs> Be mindful of your mental health. Take care of yourself because no one else is guaranteed to be able to take care of you like mm-hmm. you. So make sure you just be mindful of yourself. And this is the Cocktail Social. I'm your host, Blue Waters. Tune in next week because I'll be celebrating my birthday! Virtual party. Ow. All of y'all eat crazy.